0: Don Fitzpatrick, who is the director of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and there she is. She is the Respect Life coordinator. Don. how are you this morning? I'm great. How about you? We are doing just wonderful. If I can uh, remember, if I can read instructions, we'd be doing a lot better here. So uh, thanks for, <laughs> for, for coming on this morning for a couple minutes and talking about... Uh, so today is... Uh, I was just doing dates. Uh, today's the 14th, but I do know what January 22nd is. January 22nd, unfortunately is the commemoration of the uh, tragic case uh, decision by uh, the United States Supreme Court. Uh, the Roe v. Wade decision that was made back in, was it 72 or 73? I can always get those kind of confused, but... um,
1: 73. 73.
0: And, uh, you know, done uh, in a really kind of an odd way. And and let's just talk a little bit about this because, boy, that decision on that day that I don't remember what I was doing that day, I was a little uh, young. Um, But, boy, it really has had such uh, uh, ramifications for so many people, both living and unliving. Uh, you know, I, I don't recall the numbers. I've seen upwards of, I think over 50 million people who have not made it. 63, 63 million, 63 million people uh, <clears throat> yeah. who would have normally been with us or are not here if it weren't for that for that tragic decision. and, and just the, all of the generations of people who have been, like yourself, uh, who have taken up the cross and 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 done a- amazing work to to point out what was wrong with the decision and help to rectify it? Talk a little bit about, I mean, Roe and what what it's meant for your life and and it, it's changed you yeah. at your core. I mean, this is what you do. You don't just do this at work. You do this all the time. Um, this is part of who you are. Right. Yeah. Yes,
1: and I I mean I you know 1973, so I was what six um it was it was early <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the fact the fact of the matter is i first became aware of um the fact that we had legislated the killing of unborn children when i was in i think the 10th grade really um yeah, yeah. so you know i was involved in um ccd and we actually had that in people's homes in those days at least at my church really and we Great. we were all called to this meeting this this 10th grade gathering in somebody's living room and we got a presentation on abortion um which was just to me unfathomable as i'm watching these people talk about abortion and what it is and the fact that it was legal um because i was just in shock i was like what yeah This, this happens in our country you know um and it was, it, it, it made enough of an impression on me that I was pro-life from that moment.
0: Interesting. <laughs> so, you know, really? Yeah,
1: yeah. I just remember looking at these pictures and they were explaining the different kinds of abortions and what it does to a baby. And, you know, it, there, it certainly makes sense that we bring young people into the movement because it affected me for the rest of my life.
0: Isn't so, that interesting? Cause you know, it's funny. I have a young child, I think most people know, and, and it's, and he's just sort of getting that now. <laughs> and it, you know, when, when children, you can't. He can only explain so much to a child. But you yeah. know, at their at the heart of it, they just don't get it. Like why this could possibly happen? They just intuitively, as humans, they they understand yes. that. Well, how could you? How, why would you do that? And they don't. And it's true. Yeah. And, and there's really no way to explain that.
1: <laughs> there isn't. And the, you know, there's countless stories that people have of their their innocent young ones looking at at a you know a picture of a baby in the womb and knowing that's a baby. You know. Of course it's a baby. They're excited about it. You know, it's, it's new life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and our children recognize that. So it it doesn't make sense to them to, to think that it it would be otherwise. And there's so many young people that people bring on the marches. And, you know, I did when my, I think my daughter was probably in the third or fourth grade when I first took her to Washington, my youngest. And, um, you know, I was already taking teenagers. So I, I said to the Catholic school who also was, in the parish that where I worked at the time. And I said, well, I'm going to take Aaron this year, you know? And so she went and it, it was exciting, you know, to be with all those people and understand she had a lot of, a lot of really good questions. And of course you have to be careful with the child that you don't um, talk about something yeah, that right. could really, like go really so far. hurt their, right. hurt their brain and hurt their, yeah. their development. But, yeah. um, but there's ways to talk to children about, about it, especially understanding it's a sanctity of life and explaining that, Some people don't recognize it the same way as as we understand it, you
0: know. So now we've had this tragic decision for upteen years here, whatever it is. Um, I think there's a ray of hope. There's a ray of hope. Uh, I think many of us are cautiously optimistic that things could change come June of this year. And my my previous case was interesting, and he's written a little bit about it. I'm going to go back and read more of what he uh, was talking about, you know, what a post-Dobbs world could look at it. What do you mm-hmm. think that's gonna look like? Is it do you have any idea what we're gonna be facing here come July first yeah. and what we should be doing, if anything? Or um I'm sure you've given some thought to it and I think others have as well. What 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 do you think it looks like and what do you think we should be doing about it?
1: Well, I think um, you know, I, I had a actually just recently had a, a discussion about this on my show with um Dr. Steve Jacobs from Illinois Right to Life. Well, then- and he, he has absolute surety. Uh, that this is going to lead to a post a post Roe world, um, because the Dobbs case is is challenging, you know, the fact that all these um, mm-hmm. the the fact that that states can put restrictions on abortion, um, and that it should be left to the states constitutionally. That this should not be something that the the government. It's it was a huge oversweeping of government authority to say that. It should be legal at any time, anywhere, for any reason. You know, in this United States, that this should be something the states should be uh, talking about in their their local government. Um, so that doesn't mean abortion goes away. No, if they overturn it.
0: No, certainly
1: not. It's going to be left to the states. And in Illinois, is, um,
0: that's going to mean a lot for us, right? Right, right.
1: Because Illinois especially has now codified abortion mm-hmm. and said this is what this is this is where we are, and actually when the parental notice of abortion uh, was was repealed in the last session some one of the legislators i heard them say you know we've we've gone to great lengths to to make sure people understand how pro-woman we are in this state of illinois which means that there should be no reason why people can't get an abortion and we should shouldn't have burdens on it and and so they they saw the parental notice as a burden to a yeah, woman's ability right to have an abortion um, so, so they made it very clear that our legislature wanted it, and they wanted everyone to know Illinois as a pro-abortion state. So, you know, it's not even pro-choice; it's just pro-abortion. We're we're sent we're going we're reaching out to other states and bringing women in, um, and so I think that's going to continue, and it's only going to get worse here. So, it's so important that that we get on on top of that and. Um, and we continue to challenge those laws in this state, um, and in any state that has such permissive abortion laws. You know,
0: it was interesting talking to Patrick Brown from Ethics and Public Policy Center because he was throwing out some ideas about things, perhaps that uh, you know, states like Illinois or anywhere could uh, enact. Now it would be very difficult to do this politically, but he was talking about extending, you know, childcare benefits to women who are in their third trimester of an abortion because they're, in fact, going to need that, and it would help them choose life. So he was kind of engaging me and others in his articles to think about, like, you know, what can we put forward and what can we advance in terms of policies or, or that are, quote-unquote, pro-woman? And, and help. Right. what can we do to encourage a woman, all things being equal, to choose life? Um, he mentioned also... Well, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just
1: going to say, you know, that the Texas law, where yes. they've now said that, that anybody can sue civilly... If a woman goes to have an abortion, they can sue anybody that was involved right. in that decision. Um, and so, you know, the the pro-abortion side has said that that's absolutely harmful to women. And but what they haven't said is that not only do is it a, a possibility to sue someone for being involved in an abortion, but they also set aside a hundred million dollars yep. to help women that needed help as, as parents, um, for healthcare, for, you know, whatever they need help for. Um, so that's the kind of thing we should be doing here, you know, making sure that women are taking care of. And if they, if they have the right to choose, they should have every choice, right? They shouldn't just be told, you know, their only choice is abortion. Otherwise you can't possibly manage yourself and you can't possibly manage a baby. And so what we're doing is telling women that they aren't, they have, they have no ability to take care of themselves and a child. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Why don't we say you have lots of choices? Here's here's um, all the resources you need to be a good a good mother to take care of this child. Um, and if if for some reason you still don't want to parent, then there's other people who would would like to parent your child. I you know there should be lots of choices.
0: I do think the more I've been thinking about this recently, and I'm I'm not done thinking about it, I think through it a little bit more. But I, I do think there is an uh, an enormous marketing and public relations um, uh, obligation. An opportunity yes. for the pro-life movement to reach out, because what we're going to hear after that decision, if it goes the way that we're speculating, is that, oh, my gosh, the world's coming to an end. They can't get abortions, blah, blah, blah. And and they're going to be so focused on that option, that abortion option. That's all you're going to hear. And it's going to be a pretty loud <laughs> echo yes. in the media and with the establishment. But I, I do think there's an opportunity for us on the pro-woman side, the pro-life side, is to mm-hmm. come out with a viable alternative uh, with things Absolutely. that I'm talking about, like here, and and how can we? Reach out to as Pope Francis often says, to accompany people who are in need or at the margins because that's who we're talking about. These are people who are in need or at the margins. and so you know I, i'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we have an opportunity here to take advantage of it and 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 over the long haul, I think the truth wins and it comes out, but it's 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 going to be up to us to to focus a light on that truth so people can understand it,
1: sure, and you know, I think that you know this is a time for us to really support our pregnancy center, the yep. maternity homes. It's a time for us also to just make sure that women know where they can get resources that they may need, um, what, what, no matter the situation. You know, there's a, a um, an initiative that the USCCB put out a couple years ago that was supposed to go into effect in 2020, but we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> it's called Walking with Moms in Need. Um, and this is something I'm really really excited about and i'm hoping Good. that here in the archdiocese we can get our par our parishes on board with this um and it simply is a way for the parish to come together uh all the ministries to work together to put together um some resources that will help women so so people would say i have a friend who's a single mom and she doesn't you know she's having trouble feeding her children I'm going to take them over to my Catholic church because I know they have all the resources to help her. Um, And that, and that way people will start, you know, it will start to say, well, the Catholic church is the place to go. They take care of everybody, you know, and, and when you're talking about marketing all of these great things, that's what this is all about. Um, We have it all there. And then we're marketing it in such a way that people will stop saying, well, all you care about is getting that child born and then you don't care. Right. That, which is, couldn't be further from the truth but that i i mean i hear people say that all the time it's it's a rhetoric that the other sides put out there to convince us that the only option is abortion.
0: Right. Um, that's, that's all. There, I,
1: there's, so many, there's so many other choices.
0: They're a one-note band. That's all they talk about. And they've created yeah. constant in, in, in terms of rights. And once you get into a rights language, it's difficult to argue with that. But I think that the best argument, the best anecdote to that is what Pope Francis is saying, is to come out to be compassionate, accompany women in their time of yes. need and help them choose, uh, choose life, which is what we've been saying. But I think right now is going to be a watershed time uh, in the pro-life yes. movement and uh, as as I was reading some of patrick's things and thinking about this even at the dobbs decision i was thinking about this but I think it's time to really start thinking through like specifically what are we going to do and when are we going to do it because i think that decision's coming out in late june yeah right yeah, yeah. So, so
1: now is the time i, I can't encourage people enough um, you know there's a there's a website called walkingwithmoms.org and it, it it goes through these these phases of this project on how to get this going in your parish um, and we, what we need first is the pastor to agree that he would like to have this ministry in his parish and then appoint somebody to kind of lead the effort. Um, and it's not necessarily your respect life coordinator. It could be somebody that has the capacity to bring people together and to, to really make this happen. Yep. And then, you know, put together a committee, um, and that it's a matter of kind of canvassing what's going on in your parish and where there's some holes, um, and then you start to look around the, the community and figure out what's available. And and my office can help you vet those those places. So that's what our role is to help vet those places and make sure they're good, sound organizations that we as a Catholic church can work with, and that we trust um, our needy people to, you know, sometimes somebody seems like um, they seem like a great resource, but when we start to dig into it, we realize they have ulterior motives or, um, you know, so that's, that's where my office can come in and help you figure that out. Um, and I'm also willing to come to your parish and talk to your pastor and talk to your committee. Um, let's, let's get this going.
0: Great. You know, I
1: know some other dioceses have been, um, have really sunk their teeth into this and it's, it's working well. So we'd really like to do that here in Chicago too.
0: The production, you guys are running up on the screen right now. Right now, what is uh, Walking with Moms in Needs and the pledge to walk with Moms in Needs. So um, it's right there on your screen. So if you want to take advantage of it, this is an opportunity that uh, it's right, right here in front of you. So And, and for that matter, as you indicated, um, the best way, to do that is to get a hold of you at the Archdiocese. Yes. You're available anytime. Um your information mm-hmm. is out there. So please contact on um if you have any interest in walking with moms in it need it's an excellent program. It needs to be uh it needs to be built out and grown. Uh the program is there. It just needs to be executed at this stage um because um the problem we had was when it was launched, it was right at the beginning of COVID. So it's kinda languishing a little yeah. bit. But we need to we need to fortify well. that a little bit yeah
1: plus we've been going through a lot with renew my church um true you know so this is something it's it's a nice thing to launch from renew my church it's this is all about everyone working together and bringing people to our church which is what renew my church is all about certainly as well you know so it's just a a nice um nice fit for us i think great so
0: don thanks so much for taking some time this morning uh god bless the good work uh continue on and uh thanks for your reflections about the uh, road decision uh, don't Absolutely. go, away. don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to take a couple minutes. Uh, we're going to talk with Zach Wickman uh, of the Catholic Conference, director of government relations, and we're going to talk a little bit about a preview of the twenty. What year we, are we in? Twenty twenty two legislative session. Don't go away. We're right back.